Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of Outnumber the Podcast. If you have a kid who loves snacks, we know something else they're going to love too. And that is chalkpastel.com. Our kids just love to use chalkpastel.com to do their art lessons with Nana because they feel like such great artists when they're done and they make such amazingly sophisticated, gorgeous, fun looking art in the process. So if your kids love snacks, we know they're going to love creating art with Nana through chalkpastel.com. Use our link in the show notes to get a special discount. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Okay, guys, we're back. And I don't know what, put your bibs on. This episode is going to make you drool. We're talking about (laughs) snacks today. (laughs) Yes. Oh, snacks are the best. We both love eating. So, you know, we're going to have a good episode. Uh, But we're going to start by reading one of our latest reviews. We love, love, love reviews, and we very often read them on the air. So if you want to hear your voice online, uh, what is this, on a podcast, (laughs) then go leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. So this one is from Maggie is the best and it's called keeps me going. I have three kids under five and these ladies help keep my head above water. They have experienced what I am going through and give practical, useful tips with a priceless, positive outlook. Motherhood is such a challenge. I want to thrive even though I'm brought to the end of my rope daily and Audrey and Bonnie give me so much hope. Every episode has useful action steps that are doable and help me feel like everything is not actually spinning out of control. I cannot thank you guys enough for taking the time to share your wisdom. I used to listen to a ton of music, but since becoming a mom, I only listen to podcasts because I miss that adult interaction and need so much encouragement. I can't wait to buy the book you write someday. Oh, how sweet is that? Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Three kids under five. Woo, you do need this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, girl. Thanks so much for leaving that. Okay. So we're going to talk about snacks, specifically kids eating snacks, like all the time asking for snacks. (laughs) And why do they want snacks? Well, okay. So first of all, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the obvious, but we have figured out some healthy reasons or healthy slash normal reasons why kids want a snack. And then maybe some not so great reasons kids are asking for a snack. So first we're going to run down through those and then we're going to give you our criteria on when we do let our kids have snacks. And then we're going to talk all about snacks, what kind of snacks we give our kids and when we give our kids snacks and everything snacky. This is just, I don't know, how many times can I say the word snack in a sentence? <laughs> I was just going to say probably 50. Yeah. We're going to say snack. One of those words that's going to sound really weird by the end of the episode, right? I know. Yeah, I, know. Um, I just have to say right up front, it, there's not really anything that strikes more dread in the pit of my stomach than a whiny kid coming up going, I need a snack because if I don't have something prepped or I don't have healthy things around, it's so frustrating, especially when you've, it's probably just when you've just cleaned up a meal, right? So oh, hopefully yeah. some of these ideas will help you guys uh, avoid that pit in your stomach when somebody's crying about being hungry. Yeah. My kids are not yet trained to not ask for a snack if I'm still cleaning up a meal. (laughs) I wish. Uh, All right. Some healthy and normal reasons kids ask for snacks. They have smaller stomachs. And not only that, they are 
smart enough to only eat until they're full. They don't necessarily want to finish their plate at a meal. They just eat until they're full. And so then they're done, um, which may not be enough to hold them through to the next meal. Beyond that, kids have a faster metabolism and they burn more energy. Have you seen, I think some of my kids burn off food just as fast as they eat it. I mean, judging by the somersaults they do between each bite, I would have to take another bite to be able to do another somersault. Totally. Uh, and then they're having, they have growth spurts. So they do need to fuel those growth spurts. Um, and then sometimes it's a longer time between meals. I know we talked about this in some of our other episodes, like especially between lunch and dinner can be a long stretch. And then sometimes they, um, another long stretch without food for them is nighttime. So sometimes they need a snack before they go to bed to hold them through the night. Or then you're dealing with all sorts of um, <laughs> kids in your bed because they're hungry issues. So those are some reasons that that are just perfectly health and healthy and normal reasons why kids ask for snacks. Right, right. Um, some unhealthier reasons are uh, boredom. Sometimes kids just want to snack because there's nothing else to do. I can uh, totally relate to that one. Um, not getting enough nutrients or not the enough of the right nutrients, especially macronutrients. So we've talked about before, you know, proteins and fats will fill you up and help keep you satiated a lot longer than carbs. And kids tend to just be carb monsters, you know, like they want fruit, they want bread, they want all the things that are easy, you know, crackers and cookies that are easy and taste good. Um, but it's the proteins and the fats that are going to keep them full longer. Uh, we have a past episode on parasites. That's also a reason parasites can actually consume the food that the children are feeding themselves pretty gross. Um, and they, will, you know, say that they're hungry all the time. And then other emotions can be driving eating, especially if there's some anxiety or some stress. Um, you know, we all know that we, as moms, I go eat my feelings in the pantry, like once a week, (laughs) at least. (laughs) All right. So once we have determined that our kid is having a healthful, healthy, normal reason that they're asking for a snack, when what's our criteria for letting our kid have a snack well like you like we're joking about i can't still be cleaning up a meal and then ask for a snack that doesn't work (laughs) for me and also in the hour before the next meal i do not let my kids have a snack then so if basically an hour after or before a meal um i'm not going to let a kid have a snack then because they i don't know maybe should have learned to eat better while during that meal Yes, our rules are really similar. Um, Although even if it's within that magic time between meals, when I do allow snacks, if the previous meal, they didn't really touch their meal, then that is usually saved for them. And we're talking like really, the really young kids, for the most part, are the ones that are either not paying attention at mealtime, or they're not hungry. And so if it's something that I know they like, and, um, you know, it wasn't disgusting a meal that didn't turn out or something then I just put a lid on it stick it in the fridge and save it for him I'm not a huge stickler on this because I personally have memories of like gagging over leftover food that my mom made me eat so I don't want to do that but I do think it's really important to teach them to eat at mealtime and to make sure that snacks are not really fun and exciting because otherwise Mm -hmm. you're just reinforcing the no need to eat at mealtime you're gonna have some really yummy crackers in an hour if you can just not eat the chicken in front of you so that's kind of our rule of thumb Yes, that is so true. I think I have a couple who think that um, snacks are meals or something too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, we kind of have um, 
so we so let's say it's in a good time for them to have a snack. And um, now we're going to go through sometimes good options or what we use for snacks for kids. Um, so usually when we're in our homeschool routine, we do some school, we have, we have breakfast and then we do some school and I send them outside for a little recess after about an hour or so of school. And then when they come in, I like to um, give them just a little snack, just a little handful of a little or a little tiny something to hold them until lunchtime and kind of get them set back down. And, you know, they just ran around and ran out of a bunch of energy outside. So here's some options that we have for morning snacks. Um, I like to give them fresh fruit or a piece of a, like a half of a cheese stick, depending on their age. Um, sometimes they like to have a yogurt popsicle, a hard boiled egg or a deviled egg. Those are all um, some things that we like to use for morning snacks. Yeah. And there's no, really no rhyme or reason, at least for us on what we offer in the morning, what in the afternoon, it just kind of is a habit. (laughs) Um, but some of our favorite snacks, especially in the morning are fruits and vegetables, you know, are pretty much unlimited. Um, especially fruits because that's what the kids tend to to lean towards, although my kids all really love carrots and cucumbers. Um, and then adding a nut butter or a hummus is always a great idea because you get, you get that extra, um, fat or protein. Um, we love protein balls. Um, these we usually make way ahead of time and then we'll stick them in a container in the freezer, although I have to hide them or else my kids will eat them in like five seconds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, same, same with fat bombs or trail mix, basically anything with a, a good combination of, of carbs and fat and protein. Um, as far as store-bought snacks go, those are the ones that we are real limited on because like I said, I don't want to make snack time super duper fun and like a treat. Um, and also if we have them, the kids eat them in like 30 seconds and you know, you've just wasted $15 on a Costco pack of snacks <laughs> that didn't fill anybody up. Yeah. I, um, I almost never do like packaged snacks either just because they seem to be super high in <laughs> carbs, sugar, fillers, mm-hmm. nasty mm-hmm. ingredients. So I just try to get my kids real foods as snacks too. Um, so then sometimes in the afternoon, my kids will af- ask for a snack. Although I have to admit right now, um, our orchard is um, full of apples and my kids almost never ask if they can have a snack because they're outside probably right after lunchtime up until supper time, just eating little green apples. I don't even know. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're not eating many. They're not asking for many snacks right now. But when the trees aren't full of apples, um, they like avocados, kipper snacks, dried seaweed, um, nuts, fresh vegetables, fat bombs, cheese. Um, did I say nuts? Veggie straws and chips are one thing that they kind of like every once in a while for a special um, treat. We take those apples, a lot of them we dehydrate and they like to eat those as a snack through the winter. Again, yogurt popsicles. Every once in a while, I'll let them have popcorn for a snack. Um, I don't feel like it's a super healthy snack, but sometimes for a treat, they like that too. So those are some of our afternoon snack. I guess we kind of tend more toward a salty snack in the afternoon and maybe a little bit of a dairy or a fruit snack in the morning. It's kind of how we divide it, and I don't even know why. Yeah, that's true. Actually, now that you say that, I think we're probably, probably pretty similar. Um, our afternoon snacks um, also similar to yours. We really like boiled eggs. Um, lots of times it's just leftovers from what kids didn't eat at lunch or even the dinner before the night before. Um, we love any kind of 
jerky made from beef or turkey. Um, Sometimes I'll make like banana bread or zucchini bread. That's more of a treat because a lot of those recipes are, you know, sugar loaded, but we try to find healthier ones. Smoothies. My kid loves kids love smoothies as well as string cheese, like you said. And then we really enjoy um, the homemade granola that we make. My kids will just eat by the handful. And then homemade granola bars tend to be a little bit more nutritious than the store-bought version um, and are just as yummy. Okay. Time out here. How do you keep homemade granola from getting everywhere? When I let my kids have homemade (laughs) granola, it's like granola carpet. It is everywhere. But for the most part, I'm like really uptight about them, like eating it in a bowl at the table or Mm -hmm. in a bag. Sometimes I'll just put it in a Ziploc bag and send them outside. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, plastic waste, but whatever. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's very often granola all over my floor. Yeah. So granola is something that I kind of save for a bedtime snack for them, or maybe an organic, um, like an organic cereal every once in a while, or fat bombs or raw milk. These are um, the ones that I like for a before bedtime snack, if I'm letting them have something. And, and usually... I like them to have a snack before they go to bed that is kind of higher in fat content. So because we have a cow and she's a Jersey and she's got gobs of cream on her milk, I usually, if they're getting a a before bedtime snack, I usually let them have something that involves this nice, good raw milk from our lovely cow. (laughs) Uh, um, Just because it it uses some of her milk and it gets them a good solid um, chunk of fat before they go to bed bed and then they sleep through the night better. That's what I found anyway. So if, if they get a bedtime snack, it's usually something to do with, with our cow Pippi and her milk. (laughs) Pippi, that's so cute. See, I am really impressed by that. And I really want to try that tip because I'm not very good at being a nice mom in the evening after dinner. I'm usually just tired after making dinner and helping clean up. So if somebody's hungry and it's usually, you know, an hour after dinner, I just say, oh, great, let's go pull out the leftovers and you can eat some more of that. Um, or they're always welcome to go get an apple. Sometimes I'll let them make a peanut butter sandwich or something. But I, that that is one time I'm not super patient and happy about snack making. And so, but I probably do need to give them something more fatty so that they'll leave me alone <laughs> and sleep well. <laughs> I'm all about the sleep, man. I got to get my sleep at night. So um, I, here's, a, here's a little thought that I had uh, that I didn't write down, so I'm springing this one on you, Bonnie. But um, at what age do you let their kids, do you kind of turn your kids free and let them determine their own amount of food that they eat, like at a meal or decide for themselves if they eat, a, if they need a snack or what? Like, I'm, I'm kind of... Um, in a quandary, you know, whenever my kids kind of hit the age where I let them kind of decide on their own. And it, it kind of is more each child dependent, but you don't need to, like, I don't feel like I need to be monitoring my 16 year old's food intake. Like that's kind of his responsibility to take that over. Right. Right. What have you found a happy medium there on the age with your kids? That's a really good question. Actually, I would probably say around age six or seven, um, depending on the kid, that's usually when I can look them in the eye and say, this is all we're getting for the next hour. Are you okay with that? And they're, you know, they kind of understand the concept of time a little bit and how long an hour might be. It's a long time. Are you okay with being done eating this? Yes, 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 I'm okay. And then when they inevitably get hungry, I say, remember what you said at dinner? You said you were done. You know, and it's just kind of a a learning phase, but every kid's different, but that's kind of worked pretty well for us about that age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Another area we sometimes need snacks is in the car if it's a long road trip. So car snacks. Um, I Well, you know, we were just talking to our Patreon um, fans on our latest episode about car sickness. We can't believe we had never covered that in an episode. So we did. We talked about car sickness on our latest Patreon episodes and what we do about that. But car snacks. Sometimes we're on a long trip and we do need food. So here is where I will sometimes break down um, knowing a trip is coming and buy them a more snacky food. So like a pretzel um, is something my kids like for a treat in the vehicle. It doesn't make too much of a mess. Um, and jerky is one of my fa- my kids' favorite car snacks. And then of course they need water because they've had jerky. So <laughs> those are, I think, our top two jerky and pretzels. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah, you know, um, here in Arizona, everything melts. So anything that is not super duper uh, heat friendly is not a good car snack. Um, But yeah, similar to us, jerky. Um, we try to find trail mix that doesn't have any chocolate in it, um, it which is less fun, obviously, but it's it works. Um, and then if we're going on a car ride, it's usually we usually do some things out of our normal um habits because it's kind of a fun thing, you know, so we'll buy some packaged crackers or granola bars or something. Um, but I will say that one thing I've noticed in the car specifically for me myself is that I eat ridiculous amounts of food food because I'm bored sitting in the car. Mm. So if we're going on a long car ride, I try to not go too crazy with the snacks because I know they will get eaten until they're gone. People, the kids and me will just sit there popping stuff in our mouth nonstop. And then it means more water and then it means more potty stops. Then it just means unnecessary calories. So Mm -mm. that's one lesson I'm trying to learn and like not just go crazy with the snacks when we're driving like 10 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's kind of a catch 22 because it does keep them occupied, but then it does add all those other things too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So other times when I use snacks, <laughs> uh, this is kind of a funny one, but I do um, often with a toddler that I'm training to sit still in our, um, in our religious meetings, I will use a snack um, with them to help them learn how to just kind of sit still and be quiet and then have a little it's not, it's almost like a little reward, you know? So I'll like get those, oh, Annie's bunny crackers are kind of a cute little good snack and they're quiet. Like they can't crunch them too loud. And every once in a while when they've been sitting still and being quiet for, you know, a couple minutes and I'll give them a little cracker or something to help them or dried fruit, like a raisin, raisins or something, something that you can piece out like one or two at a time. And they, um, it kind of gives them a little something to do and reminds them that, hey, I'm doing a good job sitting here. So mom's giving me this little bunny cracker or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, another um, thing I like to do sometimes uh, for a special occasion, like if we're having company over is like make a charcuterie board. And that's just mm. kind of like a snack thing, right? That's kind of like an adult snack. But the kids are really like that too, because it's special. Mom doesn't do it very often. And here's all this fun, snacky food mom put out and and, and we get to touch it and have some too. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then another um, time I use um, a snack is like, we'll do a smoothie when a nutrient boost is needed. And I've noticed, you know, some things in kids or behaviors or nutrient stuff that, um, okay, that they, they need a boost. So then I'll use like a smoothie and I'll slip some spinach in there or some green powder or, or that kind of stuff to help fill in a little bit extra nutrients if I notice that it's needed. 
Yeah, totally. Oh man, I love charcuterie boards. They are the best. And I, that's when I splurge on like really fun, fancy ingredients like fig jam or um, dates or some kinds of fruits and, and little, and, and all those little like fancy condiments that we don't always have, the special little pickles or something. <laughs> it's fun, fun to make it a special occasion. Um, we You mentioned popcorn before. My kids love popcorn. It makes a huge mess, um, but we will have that on a special occasion. In fact, one thing I've noticed is uh, we kind of have a habit to almost always have pizza, usually, well, sometimes homemade, sometimes purchased, and watch a movie as a family on Friday nights. And one of my kids that struggles with impulse stuff, we talked about in the impulse control episode how much they crave structure. I've noticed that she starts asking almost every day if it's pizza movie night yet. <laughs> is it pizza movie night tonight? Like she just loves those loves that we have this have this little special occasion. So sometimes on pizza movie nights, we'll do popcorn or something else a little more fun. My kids are obsessed with anything with graham crackers. So we'll get graham crackers and maybe like eat them with a nut butter or like there are like healthier alternatives to Nutella, which my kids love, you know, um, that doesn't have all the hydrogenated oils and everything. And so anything they can dip in Nutella in graham crackers, they love. Oh, that sounds good. I kind of are consistent snack meal is Sunday afternoon. I just have usually cooked a big dinner Sunday uh, for Sunday dinner. And so Sunday evening, um, I kind of give my kids the opportunity to make their, make themselves their own supper or skip it if they feel like it, or just have a snack or whatever. Um, you know, everybody basically seven and above under that, you know, I asked somebody else to get them some food because the little ones obviously need a regular meal, but, um, that's kind of our snack meal is Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And I get one meal that I don't have to cook. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Well, all right. So my final thoughts on snacks are a lot of times we talk on this opportunity on this podcast about how we can look at something as an opportunity. And so I think I need to feel that way more about snacks because, you know, it's annoying to me so often when I'm still loading the dishwasher and a little kid comes through and asks for a snack. (laughs) But I think the annoyance to me is that some of it is that I just don't have an idea in mind what to give them um, for a snack. And here I am cleaning up a meal and they're already asking for more food. And um, But if I have an idea in mind beforehand, then it kind of keeps the choices healthier and it keeps my annoyance level down about um, being annoyed at asking for a snack. If I already have an idea in mind. So I think that's where I can do a little better on the whole snack prep thing is just have an idea in mind of what – like when it is okay and not okay for them to have a snack and then what the options are. And then maybe I just won't get so annoyed and snap their little heads off for <laughs> asking me for food. When I'm still cleaning up the last meal. <laughs> yes, totally. I have noticed that when I try consistently to have something available as a snack that I'm a much nicer mom and, um, more willing to <laughs> give in and say, yes, you can have a snack because it's right here. So string cheese is something that we've given into. That's like one of the, uh, package things that we will buy because I feel like it's on the healthier side and it's really easy for them to just grab and go play outside. Um, I do like to make so many homemade snacks. There are so many different things I love. Like I mentioned, um, like those little protein balls or fat bombs or homemade granola or granola bars, but it just takes time. And there's nothing like making a double batch of 
protein balls and having them be gone in like 30 minutes. So one rule that we've gone to is that when there's snacky type foods that are made specifically to snack or bought specifically to snack on, that everybody's limited to one a day. Um, so then it's like, well, at least it'll last two days instead of just one. Yeah. And if it's something I'm buying, it doesn't get quite so terribly expensive. So that's kind of our rule. All right, you guys, we hope you have found this episode helpful um, in <laughs> dealing with when your kids ask for snacks. If you want to check out some of some more of our episodes about food. We did talk a little bit more about snacks in episode 90 on what we eat and feed our kids. And then we have specific episodes just on breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So now we have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. (laughs) And we hope all these episodes are helpful to you guys. And we're going to link in the show notes um, a couple of our favorite snack recipes that we've been talking about, like some of our favorite fat bomb recipes and that kind of thing. Yes. And you know, one thing I wanted to say before we end it is mealtime can be a wonderful connecting time with your family. And sometimes I get so focused on that, that I want it to be perfect. I want to have pretty plates and I want to have a meal that everybody loves. And that's just not realistic, especially with a bunch of kids with different palates. So instead I choose to like, let go a lot of, of a lot of my expectations surrounding snack time or mealtime. And instead just try to make it a connecting experience. So sometimes we just do snack time at dinner. It's like, oh, look, everybody's hungry and mom's not in the mood. We're all going to sit down and just pull out whatever we can at the fridge, out of the fridge, but we're still trying to make it a connecting experience. Does that make sense? So to let go of some of those expectations and still come together at eating time, whether it's a meal or a snack has been really helpful for us. Yeah, that makes total sense. Just focus on the experience of being together instead of what the meal is or that they're asking for another snack. Right. (laughs) All right, you guys, here's one final food related thing for you. So we're doing some special stuff for our Patreon supporters. And this week we're throwing up for our $10 Patreon support level. We are throwing up a video that um, my 13 year old daughter shot. She followed me around through the day as I was working on cooking ribs for supper, smoked barbecue ribs, an awesome supper. And I just had her video as we went along through the day, even though my kitchen is being remodeled and I'm not a professional cook and I don't have a gorgeous lighting and situation for this. I wanted so much to share with you guys what it looks like to cook a meal for a family of 11. So I took you guys along for the day and that video, about 15 minutes long, super fun and maybe hopefully inspires you to do some cooking too. That one's up there for our Patreon supporters. So use the link in our profile to find us on Patreon and support us there too and keep this podcast going. Thanks. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. All right, I'm back, Bonnie, and I see that you're still on mute, too. Are you serious? serious? I just talked for like five minutes. Okay. Well, no, you were talking? Oh, crap. What's wrong with me? All right, I was clearing my throat, and then I forgot to take it off. All right, let me say my thing now. Okay. (laughs) Dummy. Hmm. All right.